Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sophie, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. Welcome to Minisode number two. We're only one week away from getting the special key to unlock our time capsule season of episodes we recorded before COVID. But until then, we've got a chub-packed Minisode for you. So first, we're going to do some quarantine obsessions with senior producer Lynn and junior producer Yelly. And then later, you're going to hear some calls from all of you. All those calls that we've asked you to call in, we have some great obsessions from our Hannahs and H's. Here we go. We are here. The whole team is here, me and Yelly and Lynn, and we're here to tell you some of our quarantine obsessions as of late. As of late. As of late. I think we should go in a round this time. What do you guys think? I like that. Okay. I want to start with Yelly because I'm very curious what your first one is about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My first obsession is my mom and her parrot. So my mom is a personal support worker, PSW, which basically means that she just goes into retirement homes and like old people's houses and hangs out with them. And one of her patients recently passed away, which is very sad. But in his will, he left her his pet parrot. (gasps) Whoa. So she's just going to have a new parrot friend. Oh my God. How old is the parrot? I'm obsessed with it. I have no idea. I actually should text and ask. I texted her this morning and I was like, oh, how's it going? Like, how are all your patients doing? And she basically just texted back and was like, oh, this person died. He left me his parrot. Oh my God. So... (laughs) Does that happen often to your mom? No. (laughs) Well, she, my dining room chairs are actually also from one of her patients. She actually does get given a strange amount of things from Uh, people she She makes an impact. She does. She's very sweet. But yeah, she also, she has had parrots growing up when she was younger. She grew up in Venezuela and she had a huge yard. So she had like six dogs and three cats at once, one point. And like, she's had a huge tortoise like Victor does. So she's going to be a good parrot. She's going to be a good parrot owner. Yeah. Parrots can live a long time, right? They can live like 40 years or something like that. That could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can live a long time. Wow. There's a parrot I follow on TikTok that has, it only has feathers on its head because it was so anxious after its owner died, it pulled out all its other feathers. Oh, God. That's so sad. And now but it's now, running a TikTok. Well, no, no, it's at a new house and it's like happy, but it does look like just a little chicken with only hair on its head. Oh, my God. I can't wait for your mom to have her new parrot. 
I hope he's I know, happy. Send us a picture. I will. We also get to name it because apparently it didn't have a name. <gasps> it didn't huh? have a name. No. Wow. Okay, identity crisis. I know. <laughs> right? So I'm thinking of parrot names now. Oh my gosh. Okay, please tweet at us if you have an idea for <laughs> Yelly's mom's new parrot name. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Call it dumpling or something. Something fat related, oh. please. Like, oh, yes. that was cute. Okay, Lynn, what's your first obsession? Okay, well, since we're going in a round, I just want to make it clear off the bat that all of my obsessions start with the letter P, and I did change one of them so that this would be the case. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, I want that to be out there. I want people to appreciate that for you. I do. But my first obsession is the new season of Pen15, which just came out. It is so good. So good. Explain what it is for people who may not know what it is. Okay, for people who may not know it, the first season came out like a while ago. ago. Like, yeah, more than a year ago. But it's basically this comedy about two middle school girls who are like best friends and, you know, they're just like going through middle school in the 90s or whatever. But. They're played by two 30-year-olds, like the 30-year-old comedians who came up with the concept for the show. But all of the other cast members are actual, like, 12, 13-year-olds or however old you are when you're in seventh grade. Yeah, like 12, 13, I guess. It's like I was reading an article about this new season of it and how, like, you could have walked away from the first season being like, okay, so, like, I get it. Like, that's the gimmick. That's the bit. I don't know how they're going to do a second season. But then, like, it's not even, like, it's not a bit anymore. They're able to capture the emotions that you are feeling as, like, a middle schooler because they're, like, 30, you know? They've, like, reflected on it. And so it's just much more intense. And this season is a lot more, I was watching it with my friend Julia, and they were, like, whoa, like, the balance of heaviness and, like, lightheartedness is definitely, like, on the heavier side this season. But in the latter half of the season, it gets a little bit more light and just like really, really wacky. And I love my favorite thing about it. And my favorite thing about the first season, too, is like the comedians, their names are Anna and Maya. They like really capture how touchy kids are with each other, especially like two girls who are best friends. Like they're always smashing their faces together. And like, I don't think I would have like remembered that about being in seventh grade. I love Pen15. It's so good. It's really fun. I mean, I was talking to my sister about it because in the first season, there's an episode that just feels so spot on for my age exactly when they like learn how to use AIM and they're like on the computer (laughs) and stuff. But I wonder how it is for people who didn't have that time of like now kids with the internet. First of all, the internet's way different. And second of all, they have parents who understand what the internet is. Whereas at that time, nobody knew what we were weird sex shit we were doing on like AOL forums you know what I mean I love that aspect of it it's just a great show okay my first obsession is TikTok recipes because I can watch them over and over until I understand the techniques that they're using (laughs) and look up anything that I don't understand I've been watching a lot of TikTok food stuff and it's not as helpful for me when it's like a whole meal because the minute of a TikTok isn't long enough to really show how to do anything. But for snacks and side dishes, you can like do pretty well in a TikTok. For example, I I watched this one TikTok that I think went is like pretty popular about how to make really good like crispy side potatoes. Like 
a hundred times and then <laughs> I made it and it was pretty it worked pretty well you made it. yeah I made it Yay! it worked but I had to like re- really watch it a bunch of times to understand like they showed how to like move it around the pot in the right way and like how to mush stuff up a little bit and then what to put on it but it's helpful for me because like I don't feel as overwhelmed because it's literally just a minute even though there's like multiple steps yeah. I don't know if that sounds silly or not no, no that, that makes totally sense. makes sense Yes, I love TikTok recipes. Also, there's a lot of people on there who do different recipes and different food stuff in very interesting ways. I'm not vegan, but I follow a couple vegan TikTokers because just because they have like interesting recipes and stuff. And I also like following people who have who cook things that I've never cooked or seen cooked. There's a woman who does a lot of like Korean food and like a lot of Japanese food, which is not again, my mom cooked a lot of chicken breast with rice aroni like she didn't have time you know what I mean so like we never made anything outside of our wheelhouse really so it's like fun to watch how these things are made without like I get intimidated by food media in general sometimes because I'm like I don't know if I want to watch an hour about something but this has helped me get more into various stuff great rec thank you okay Yelly, I'm excited for your next obsession oh my gosh Yes. Next obsession is Among Us. I think that the game came out a couple of years ago, actually, but it's just now in the past couple of weeks that everybody has kind of been obsessed with it. For anyone who hasn't played it, it's basically like the game Mafia that you play as a kid, or I think that some people call it Werewolf. You're with a bunch of other people, and they're the characters are like little jelly beans that run around in a really funny way, and it's really cute. And you are either an imposter or a crewmate. As an imposter, your job is to go around and basically kill as many of the crewmates as possible without getting caught. And as a crewmate, your job is to finish all a bunch of tasks that are around the ship. So for example, one of the tasks is to swipe your card in the admin room or something like that. And essentially, the way that you win is either by finishing all your tasks collectively as a crew or by kicking off the imposter. So it's like kind of a two-pronged game but way of winning. It's like very fun because there's you have to like run around on yeah. the app and I don't think you're supposed to talk to each other but every time I've played it we've like been on FaceTime with everyone <laughs> playing it and then and then you just like accuse each other all the, the whole time. I've been playing with Haley's siblings and my sisters collectively and we played for eight hours on what? Sunday. Oh, it was my so God. fun. We've played a couple of times. <laughs> the first couple of times when I was a crew member, I didn't even do anything because I just was trying to complete the tasks. I was into the task part of the game. And also Victor kept getting killed first by whoever was the imposter. He didn't get to do like anything the whole time we Aww. played. It was really fun. It's very fun. I highly recommend for people as well Mm -hmm. what is your little character dressed as did you change their colors yes i have mine as the dark green color and then it has the little sprout on the top so it just (gasps) looks like i'm a plant running around (laughs) i did pink and a cowboy hat i love it we should play among us with us okay lynn what's your next obsession my next obsession is phoebe bridger's new album punisher starts with a p starts with a p it's really good i love her so much and on first listen i was like hmm like i don't know like the songs like didn't sound like that distinct to me like to each other but then the other night i was like 
doing some crafts in my room and I listened all the way through again and like really heard each of the songs. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna say my favorites. My number one favorite is the last song, which is called I Know the End. It has a really good music video where at the end she like makes out with an older version of herself. Wow. That one's my favorite. I See You. One of the lyrics is, I hate your mom. I hate when she opens her mouth, which is really funny. Damn. <laughs> and then the single for this album was Kyoto, which is like a bop. And I really like it. I got to listen to it. Yeah. Cool. That's my obsession. Okay. My next obsession is the book I've been reading or I finished reading with my my other book club called The Color of Law. I highly recommend if anybody is interested in getting more understanding of housing discrimination in the U.S. It's not a light read. It's like written by a lawyer and it's like written a little bit like law argument style. You know, there's like a lot of facts, which it's different from Fearing the Black Body, which is much is very academic. This is academic just in a different way. There's a lot of stuff in there that I had never learned about or heard about. It helped me understand more, like put cultural things in context, even like stuff I had learned about in AP US history, but hadn't learned this part of it, like the ways that housing built during and after the world wars in the U.S. was segregated and how that like affected things later. It really just gives context to a lot of things that are now like pretty entrenched problems in the U.S. and like how the government specifically chose to make them that way, like for segregation, mm. basically. I, it was very useful for me because it's definitely an area of knowledge that I just had none of. And also, like, I found it helpful to get a broader understanding of, like, how this kind of legal argument would be set up as someone who's, like, never going to be a lawyer. <laughs> the point of the book is that he's making the argument that segregation in the U.S. is, like, partially, if not almost entirely created by housing policies of the government, basically. Um Instead of it being like, well, people, you know, people just wanted to live separately because uh, white people like to live <laughs> with white people or like whatever. Yeah. So if anyone wants to know more about those topics, I recommend it's not an easy read. And it, it's not I mean, it's upsetting in the way that like racism, <laughs> reading about historical racism is upsetting. It's not like a graphic description of of like violent encounters or anything, but it is like upsetting to read through and be like, White people have fucked over black people in this country for so long. Not that that's a surprise. Sometimes it's surprising just like how planned out and specific it is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I recommend it if you're looking to learn more about that. And and I also recommend it if you miss academic textbooks and you want to feel like you've learned something. <laughs> like in a college later. course. Yeah. Junior producer Yelly, what's your third obsession? My third obsession is a website called Twitch. <laughs> it's basically like YouTube, but for gaming. And it's mostly people who are live streaming games. And I watch it more than I watch anything else, basically. <laughs> oh my gosh. I usually wake up in the morning and there's a streamer that I follow called Kick the PJ. And he always streams around the time I wake up to about like early afternoon my time because he lives somewhere in Europe. So I truly just wake up every morning and watch him stream for a couple of hours and then get my day started. And it's part of my routine now and I love it. 
What do you like about watching gaming? I like it because it's mostly just very lighthearted and I'm not emotionally invested in it. So it just is like I will sit and play Animal Crossing while I watch it and I won't feel like I'm missing anything. But also a big part of it is that there is a live chat and whoever is playing the game is also talking to people in the chat. So it's like a community as well. And it makes me feel a little bit less alone during a pandemic where you can't see anybody. Yeah. What games do you like to watch people stream? I really like Breath of the Wild, the Legend of Zelda game, because I want to play it, but it's way too expensive for me right now. (laughs) So I just live vicariously through other people. I have never watched a Twitch stream, but I know that, you know, little teaser for next season, we're going to interview some people who are doing that. So... Maybe people should get into it. Who are some of your favorite Twitch streamers? I love Arden Rose, Kick the PJ. Kim Baker is baking is one. And I also love her name is Gumbita. She's um, Latina and she streams exclusively only when I'm sleeping, which is frustrating. But I go back and rewatch them. These are great recs. We'll link them. I have always thought of Twitch as like boy gamer bros. Yeah. You know? Same. So did I. And then I started getting into it and it's, there's a lot of different people. Sorry, Lynn just made her own Bitmoji appear or Animoji appear on the screen. Hello. Lil Lynn. Lynn and Lil Lynn. I'm so sorry. I did do it on purpose, but I didn't mean to distract. Um, Oh my God. Okay, Lynn, tell us your last obsession that starts with a P. My last obsession is actually two P's, pocket pools. This was our call to action a couple weeks ago. Uh, My friend Josie on Twitter, she's at NosyJaren, I'll put it in the show notes, has been doing what she calls pocket pools, which is like collecting people's pocket change, meaning that you can donate like $1, you can donate $10, you can donate however much to her Venmo. And every week she does a few like big donation pools for mostly like mutual aid stuff. Like she's been doing a lot of pooling for people without houses who are being affected by the fires in the West Coast. I've been like tagging just like random people who have a lot of followers like in the posts and being like, can you retweet this? And then like Josie gets like an extra $2,000. Hell yeah, to that's donate. Awesome. It's like literally so easy. Like even if you don't have two dollars to donate, like it's literally so easy to like go tag a celebrity or like send it to a friend who like has a big following. Your impact can be huge. Love that. I love that's um, very cool. Mutual aid funds. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay, my final obsession <laughs> is my own ignorance because I haven't had a moment like this in a long time where you know when you just realize something that like like you just always thought and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god how did I think that I'm so stupid like I've been realizing the I realized I thought the wrong thing for so long oh no okay so last night I realized because of watching Haley's homemade pumpkin spice latte video Haley is Yelly's wife, who people should know about because I aggressively want them to (laughs) subscribe to her (laughs) channel and Patreon. She made her own like pumpkin spice latte at home. And then she was like, you know, the like pumpkin pie spice doesn't actually taste like pumpkin. And then I was like thinking about it. And then I was like, I've never had a pumpkin spice latte because I always 
was like, why would I want to taste coffee with pumpkin flavor? Because I I (laughs) always thought that a pumpkin spice latte had pumpkin flavor in it. Like pumpkin, (laughs) not like pumpkin spice. I didn't know what pumpkin spice was. (laughs) I realized this last night and then I was like, oh my God, it's literally just like a cinnamon ice latte or some shit. And I've been sitting here the whole time like... Why would I ever want to have pumpkin plus coffee? Who would drink that? I like have had a pumpkin spice latte. Doesn't it taste like pumpkin? Well, so the, here's the thing is that it people associate it with pumpkin mm. because it's the spices that go in pumpkin pie and lots of pumpkin flavored things. But it's not the pump, the flavor of pumpkin itself. It's the spices that enhance the flavor so i wrote first of all it was gross like i didn't like it second of all i can't believe that means that i projected a taste that i then didn't like yep into my coffee drink i texted my sister about it and she was like lol i don't like them anyways i was like oh my god i just feel like i for so long I was just like yeah basic girls love pumpkin coffee I guess like can't believe I'm such a basic girl and I don't like it so weird like (laughs) you're like seems like I should like seems like I should like this thing but I just don't like pumpkin and then to realize that it's just like brown spices not pumpkin at all I was just like wow this is a time when my my like not being able to cook or bake or anything really like bit me on the butt I had no idea I laughed for so long yeah, I didn't have that realization either until Haley said it. And I was like, true. Yeah, Haley's so freaking smart. I, Haley made me realize that for years, years, I thought it tasted like some sort of pumpkin pie drink. And I don't want pumpkin. I don't want to taste pumpkin in coffee. But the thing is, I wonder if if you drink it, if you will taste. Probably not because I don't eat pumpkin stuff, you know, because I don't yeah. like the taste of pumpkin, really. But I love pumpkin. I I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had the right thing. I don't like pies that Mm. much. Pumpkin pie, I don't like. But like a pumpkin muffin, like a pumpkin bread, delish. I think I've liked pumpkin bread before, but not. I'm Hmm. a slut for a good pumpkin pie. (laughs) I love pumpkin pie. (gasps) The way you like queued up that word, like slut. excited thanksgiving is in october here in canada and i'm really ready to buy pumpkin pie every week and just eat it oh my gosh i think i don't like the texture of pie you know i don't like mushy things you know Mm -hmm. so i've never explored it it just was really i thought about it for a long time like i just was like oh yeah like you really played yourself there so you really had no (laughs) idea about this drink wait okay so sophie when are you gonna try one Immediately, as soon as I can. But I was like thinking about how it has to be like, I've got to get a decaf one because I haven't had real coffee in like a long time. Mm. Mm. I got to try pumpkin spice now. Tweet me if I, you think I'll like pumpkin spice. Do you guys think I'm going to like it? Can't tell, huh? I don't yeah, know. I really can't tell. It's Does such it... an, a specific flavor. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, I just wanted to share with you guys the end with everyone about how about that realization. I like being able to laugh at something silly or stupid that I did, you know, as long as it's not harmful to anybody. You know what I mean? The only person I hurt by not eating PSLs this whole time was myself. (laughs) By not eating them. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, this was our long 
obsessions for this no longer mini-sode, I don't think. Thank you all for listening. I hope you liked hearing our quarantine obsessions. I hope you liked hanging out with my team. I love hanging out with them. And now Yelly and I are going to hashtag hang out more and record an episode of Chubby Detectives for Patreon. So if you want to hear us answer questions about cats from my mom, uh, join the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, Satnily. It's Hannah. Um, this quarantine, I'm bringing back kind of an old obsession from when I wrote my senior thesis um, for my undergrad degree in history. Um it is Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. Um, and it's a really amazing book that talks about the racial origins of fat phobia, specifically in regard to black people. Um, it was so enlightening for me. I always knew that there were connections to fat phobia in regards to racism. Um, and when I started looking into it, it became the actual topic of my thesis. Um, and this book was a huge part of that. It's an amazing read. It's so enlightening. Um, and since we are all working towards black liberation in this country right now, or we should be, um, that's, that's my obsession. That's my recommendation. Okay. Love you all. Hi, family. This is Hannah from Houston, Texas. And my quarantine obsession has been baking. So I travel a lot for work, and it's been a highlight of my course to spend some time in the kitchen and bake. Um, I have found some success with sourdough baking. Um, my sourdough starter is alive and well and has resulted in some pretty nice loaves. Um, I failed many, many times but refused to give up um, to the point where I was dreaming in my dreams about failing at baking sourdough, so I'm pretty happy that I've found some measure of success. Um, one action item in the name of Black Liberation um, that I would suggest is donating money uh, to important campaigns and uh, congressional races, Senate races, local elections, donating money to candidates that represent your values all across the country. So some of 
my uh, campaign contributions recently have gone to black candidates, including Charles Booker in Kentucky. Um, one way to make sure that your voice is heard and that um, we're putting our money where our mouth is. Hi, longtime family listener, lover. So anyway, I wanted to share some of my current quarantine obsessions, um, some books, and um, yeah, just some thoughts. So one of my quarantine obsessions has been all the teen books. We're talking reread Twilight. We're talking re. Um, I read Undead Girl Gang, which was a book that Billy Murphy recommended in um, the books episode you guys did a few seasons ago. Amazing. Could not recommend enough. So all of the teen books is obsession number one. Obsession number two, I have been thinking about it for so long, and I finally hit the bullet and bought the Rosemarino candles that you guys talked about so much in the first few seasons, and I love them. Not an ad. They smell so amazing. The succulent scent is so fresh, so clean, so delicious. Another quarantine obsession is skincare. I have become obsessed with this face mask. It's from the brand Pharmacy. They sell it in Sephora. It is the Honey Potion face mask. It goes on warm. It smells so good. Um, it like heats up on your face. So if you're a skincare lover, I could not recommend it enough. It is amazing. The last thing I wanted to recommend was um, a, a black-owned business that I found on Etsy called, I believe it's called Zandra Beauty. She sells, um, like, lotion and scrubs and all of the self-care things. And the one item that I bought was a bunch of these bottles of lotion. Um, the vanilla chai-scented lotion smells amazing. So get out there, support a black female-owned business. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for all of the free content throughout quarantine. Love you guys so much. Bye. Hi, this is Hannah. I just wanted to get an episode idea. First of all, the 29-year-old fat woman who also lives at the intersection of fatness, being disabled because I'm partially blind, and I'm also asexual. So it'd be cool to talk about disabilities, especially blindness. And how I noticed that I've been treated differently in healthcare settings than a, a person who might be just fat, might be treated, you know, um, or even um, just like talking about fatness and sexuality. And because I've also heard that fatness can be desexualized and, you know, how to do that justice if you don't necessarily want yourself to be sexualized, but you don't want people to be desexualized. I hope that makes sense. So, like, fatness and visual impairment or disability and fatness when it comes to, like, LGBTQA or sexuality, any of that kind of stuff. Thanks. And that's our mini-sode. Thank you to Hannah's and H's for your voicemails. We were thrilled to get them. 
If you want to tell us about your quarantine obsessions, leave a comment or ask us a question. You can call us at 213-375-5023. We want to do more call-in episodes and segments in the future, so keep a lookout on our socials for specific things we want to hear from you. You can also always call and just tell us whatever you want. Producing SAF in COVID times is made possible by our beloved patrons. If you join our Patreon at Team Paisley Moomoo, you'll get access to our patrons-only Facebook group where I've been doing weekly live streams plus bonus minisodes every Friday. I love our Patreon family. They allow me to pay the bills over here at She's All Fat. Special thanks to Mary Manu, Melinda W., Charlotte Anderson, Ashley Brown, Natalia Warren, Emma Sullivan, Melissa Gerde, Hannah Alicani, Aaron Fitzer, and Anna McKeon. We could not make this show without you. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Kahn, and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions at fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 213-375-5023 and we might even play it on the pod. Our episode ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish and our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Lynn Barbera co-produced and edited this episode. Yelly Cruz is our magical junior producer. Our thin crony forever is Maria Bertel. I'm our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe. We love you. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.